It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. Uh, it's everyone's most anticipated podcast of the whole summer, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Faded yeah. breath. 31st ranked this hear. year. Thank God for Washington. Not an expression that you hear every day nowadays. Uh, Washington, traditionally, they say, first in war, first in peace, last in the American League. This year, I guess we're last in everything, including the NFC, but um, and including in the very concept of coming up with a name for your team. But we're not here to talk about the Washington professional football team today. We're here to talk about the AFC equivalent. Is that what they are? I don't know. Who's the who's the AFC equivalent of the ja- of the Washington? Or is that too insulting to consider any team? Uh, Akiva, am I sp- speaking too much about Washington, given the fact that this is a Jaguars podcast? Should we stop talking about Washington? Speaking of Washington, so Jay Gruden is their offensive coordinator. Didn't he get into trouble? Uh, he, I guess he kept his job. But he got in trouble for what? You'll have to tell me because I don't remember. Uh, 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 let's introduce our guest. Maybe he maybe he could give us the skinny. If not, I'll do it. Uh, All right, so we Mike have a new Higgins. guest to talk about the Jaguars yeah, this year. absolutely. Michael Higgins, welcome to 32 Fans. Family. Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for, for having me. I'm excited to be here, talk some Jaguars. That might make me one of the only people that uh, has a pulse that uh, can use a microphone that, that uh, can say that. So well, maybe you're here to steal me. the show. No. <laughs> Whatever happened to that woman, by the way? What woman? The Jaguars woman. There was what Jaguars woman is there? Oh my god! Oh, oh the the meme lady. Oh, you, you love that. How hard lady. I try to get her on the podcast and it turned out. Oh, she was you homeless. love that. Like, lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, it. Michael, do you know who we're talking about? I I actually don't know who you're talking about. What? Explain. Uh, you a Jaguars fan? Yeah, I'm a Jaguars. First of all, do you but, live in Jacksonville? What's the source of your Jaguars fandom? He's in New York. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm glad you asked. Well, I'm, ac- I'm actually in Connecticut, so that actually makes me one of the once again one of the only people probably in in New England that is a. Uh, Jaguars fan but my history with the Jaguars is actually I was born in Pittsburgh and I actually grew up a Steelers fan but uh my parents moved to to Jacksonville my family moved to Jacksonville and I was like I'm not going to Jacksonville there's nothing fun to do there it's just a lot of you know not a lot of great stuff happening down there but the one thing that that I was excited about is like well at least I'm within you know 20 miles of a football team for the first time in my life you know since since Pittsburgh so I started going to preseason games and they were just kind of my mistress and then over time over the last eight years 
they've become like my love. So interesting. So you could have been a Steelers fan and you became a Jaguars fan. Well, well we, we have a friend, Alex. We have a friend who is was a was the one Steelers and yeah was a Jaguars fan who became a Steelers fan when he moved closer to his wife's family. Yeah. Uh, you know near Pittsburgh. Yeah, but he's a he's mostly just a fantasy football fan. He doesn't know what. Yeah, he about. roots for his fantasy football team. He's a, yeah, by the way, I just sent in in the chat of this uh, Zoom session the link, mm-hmm. uh, Michael. You can't be a real Jaguars fan if you've never watched this. So why don't we pause for 30 seconds? I'll, I'll pop it into the podcast yeah. later. Jaguars picks, they say they have the best draft in the entire NFL. Are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Thank you. Jaguars. I actually don't think I, I can. What do you think about how Mike says Jaguars, Alex? The Jaguar, yeah, it's um, I, I don't do it, but uh, you know, I'm fine. I think in the early what do you mean? days, I say, you say Jaguars, um, which is fine. I think that's how everyone said it in the early days, but now maybe only the diehards say it. I'm not sure. This lady, I know yeah. this lady. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. By the way, I just want to let you know that when you type Jaguars in the letter S into Google, the top thing that pops up is steal the show. So that's uh, the define, you know, not Jaguar Super Bowl or. <laughs> or, or Jaguars statistics or whatever. All right, Michael's watching. We're watching Michael watch. It's very exciting. Sorry. Yeah. That uh yeah, that lady uh yeah. I do remember her. Yeah. yeah if you could have got her, shoot. Oh, we oh, trust me. I tried. I paid I paid like 4.99 for some shady website that promises to like find people's information and it turned out she was a a homeless individual and so it was very hard to track her down. She didn't have uh, you know, easy sources to communicate with. Um, right. Look, I mean, you know, but being a Jaguars fan is sort of like being homeless, you know. Oh, really, no. You know. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I was going to say that. That's a, for that? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. no, not to make light, but the Jaguars suck. Um, you know, you, um, you know, last year you lost, you know, midseason, arguably your, your best player in Jalen Ramsey. After the season, you lose, you know, A.J. Bouye, you're all there, you know, uh, great starting corner. Um, the NFLPA last year had to go to the extraordinary lengths of warning players not to go there. Um, after making just the horrific and mind-bogglingly stupid Nick Foles contract that I was inflamed by at the time, it lasted all of like a game until he got injured, and then they replaced him with Gardner Minshew, who no one ever heard of, but had a good mustache and bandana. And uh, they then you tricked the Bears into um, you know uh, giving Foles a job in the offseason. So good on you for that. That you tried and tr- you tried and failed to trade Leonard Fournette in the offseason. So you know, tell us, is there any hope for the Jaguars this year, or is it all about the 2021 draft? Well, I think there's two ways to look at it. And I I do think that uh, a lot of people are too low on the Jaguars. We actually start to pull them apart and take a look at some of the key personnel we have in in important positions. They're young and they're definitely inexperienced, but there's definitely, I don't think we're going to be a two and 14 team. I don't think we're going to be even a three and 13 team. I I think we're more along the, the lines of last season, probably more of a six and 10 team, but you know, for sure. I think that the, the problems start with the, the front office, Dave Caldwell, making these horrible deals, signing Nick Foles to an $88 million contract and, you know, uh, amongst of other, uh, a lot of things, a lot of issues with personnel, like you mentioned, Ramsey leaving and, and fighting with, with the front office. We have a lot of issues, you know, uh, up top. And, and that's definitely where it all starts for the Jags. So then where is the hope for? Why do you think that this team should be, uh, you know, six and 10, which is way over? I mean, the over under four and a half lowest in the league. 
So six and I ten you, is quite optimistic. I think you hammer the over. I think four. I really do think four and a half is is low on the Jags, and and the reason the reason for that is that I, uh, the, a part of a couple of the parts that people are really low on specifically are like the Jaguars' offensive line. That's one place where we're not replacing any players. We had the same offensive line as last year. Our receivers. We had DJ Shark, who was you know is an outbreak type of receiver who really you know gave us a lot of excitement as Jaguars fans. He's a guy that came out of nowhere and, you know, over a thousand yard season, Pro Bowl season. Um, you have people like, you know, Leonard Fournette's in a contract year. He's going to be performing big if he wants to get signed next year. And, and amongst other things, you know, I think that there's the defense is probably going to be, I mean, we're certainly we're not chasing the 2017 Jaguars team, but it's going to be the best defense we've had in a few years. Do you ever notice that they the Jacksonville turns over their whole like receiving group every single season? Doesn't it feel like they have guys who like seem pretty good, but then then they, they right they turn it over? I, I mean, so you said Chark, D.D. Westbrook was like, all right, we know what he is. I think at this point already, right, Mike? Um, yeah, I think D.D. Westbrook's been a big letdown for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, it was a fourth round pick. He just looked kind of good at the very beginning. Um, right. it, it wasn't like he was a super prospect. What have you seen from LaVisca Cheneau? Uh, because, you know, his upside was considered massive when he was in college. Yeah, LaVisca Cheneau is definitely going to be like a guy that helps play into Jay Gruden's, you know, West Coast offense. He's someone that in college, you know, lined up in a lot of different positions. He was in the slot. He was out wide. He was playing running back. They put him in at, you know, Wildcat in different times. So I think he's going to be a really versatile person in that West Coast offense. But I've heard so far that he's been very explosive. He's been tough to cover. Um, he's a big guy. They say he's built like Leonard Fournette. He's, you know, he's dummy thick, as you would say, Keith. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. And I think that he's going to be hard to – he's going to be hard to – he's going to be someone that I think Jay Gruden can get really creative with and put into different, you know, different positions around the offense. Um, they, on the defensive side, they drafted, first of all, this team has rookies everywhere. I mean, I don't know if some of these guys aren't going to make the team, but you, you drafted, I think a dozen players, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like the, and, and only not just a dozen players, but I think 11 of them in, in the first six rounds where you'd normally expect to make the team. So there, there's either going to be a million rookies or you're going to stash some guys on, on IR or, or try and sneak them through the practice squad or, you know, it's going to be the youngest team in the league basically. But uh, what have you seen from CJ Henderson, the rookie cornerback and, and Kalevan, uh, how do you say Ky- Chison? Chison? It's Caleb on Chason. Chason, the the outside linebacker. Yeah, CJ C- Henderson's going to be huge. Obviously, with both of our corners from last year, Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye, you know, off the team, they needed a corner. They needed a good corner. They needed someone that could start right away. You know, CJ Henderson. Uh, he's been really good in in training camp. From from what I've heard, he's been you know, playing DJ Shark a lot. They've been going back and forth. He's definitely going to be our, you know, CB1 kind of guy. He's going to be going against the, the best receiver on whatever team that we're playing. He's, he's a great cover guy. So I'm, I'm excited about him. Caleb on chase on, um, you know, he's potentially going to be the Nagakwe replacement if Nagakwe doesn't end up signing his, his contract. He's an edge rusher. He's, you know, super fast, super athletic he's probably going to be able to help us get a little versatile on defense, change up the Jaguars traditionally run, you know, more of a four, three defense, but with guys like, you know, him and Josh Allen, we're going to be able to, you know, potentially change things up on defense a little bit. So Caleb on chase on, I, I really like our first two picks. I think they're great. 
Each of the last two years, you had drafted a first-round pick on the defensive line, Josh Allen and Taven Bryan, who have both, you know, severely underwhelmed. So, you know, obviously you're hoping third time's a charm with Chase on. I want to talk about the linebackers for a second because um, the defensive line, you know, big question marks there also. But the linebackers were, according to Pro Football Focus, not just the worst linebackers in the league last year, but the worst of any unit on any team last year. Wow. Uh, they were very, very bad. Miles Jack, who I remember once upon a time I wanted the Vikings to draft, he sucked. Um, that you guys gave a ton of money to Joe Schobert. You drafted Shaquille Quarterman, who, by the way, great name there, Shaq Quarterman. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about how Schobert's looking, how Quarterman's looking, if they can hope to have not the worst unit in the league among their linebackers this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 they definitely were, were pretty terrible last year. There's, there's no, you know, beating around that. But, th- but this year, I, I do have faith in the linebacking court. Definitely not going to be good, but going to be serviceable. <laughs> you know, with, with the addition of Joe Schobert, He's going to be huge because we had Miles Jack playing middle linebacker last season and, and the season before, and he's just trash at, at middle linebacker. He was a really talented, athletic outside linebacker. You know, when Paul Poblowski was our, our middle linebacker, you know, he was, he was outside. He was able to, you know, uh, be a little bit more athletic, and, and he was really contained at the middle linebacker position and wasn't good. That, that will allow Miles Jack to move outside, and I think we'll get more of the 2017 Miles Jack as opposed to the 2019 Miles Jack. And, uh, yeah, a guy like uh, Shaq Quarterman, probably just going to be, um, yeah, I agree, great name. Could be backing up Joe Schobert uh, at middle linebacker most likely, but uh, they're definitely still going to be pretty, pretty bad. Um, I, now this could age us, this could date us because he has not been traded yet. And I don't know if this is coming, this is going to uh, be posted for, you know, a few days, a week, however long, but what do you expect to happen with Ngakwe in terms of being dealt? It seems like there's a bunch of teams that want him. Maybe they're not willing to pay this, you know, the sort of like Adams level ransom that people have been paying for defensive players going back to Jalen Ramsey last year. What do you think about Yannick Ngakwe being dealt? Yeah. I mean, there's 17, 17- Point eight million dollars on the table for him to take if he doesn't play this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm inclined to think he will play, but he is so, you know, he has such a distaste for the Jaguars organization, specifically like I mentioned before the the front office, and you know, he got into a that's Twitter been the story with, for so many of these guys, right? Like Ramsey and uh, absolutely. Like, I, I don't know what the, the issue is where we can't just like be a little bit more professional in the front office. But I, I do think Unique Nagakwe, he's like, from what I've heard, he's a guy of principle. He's not going to give in. And I do think he'll give up if, if the Jaguars don't trade him. Um, I do think that he might just opt out and not, and not play. But, um, you know, like he got into a Twitter fight with Tony Khan, you know, Shad Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguars owner's son. And like, that's what level Jacksonville's at. Like we're getting into Twitter fights with our players, you know, our mm-hmm. vice president of football operations. So I think he's going to get traded. But actually, I'll, Keith, do you think that do you think that the Jets would be interested? In I have the, the don't have the draft picks. I think it's a weird move for a team that really has no hope to contend to give up a draft pick for and got right. I don't I know if he helps them in twenty twenty two. So I I personally wouldn't. I won't be devastated if they give something up for him because they've got a lot of extra picks. But uh, I, I think I think Gruden could pull the trigger. Uh, I, I mean, are you willing to get a second round pick for him, and then that's fine. I, from what I hear, they want a first round. I yeah, don't but think he, they're going to get You also have to round. squeeze in that huge contract. I don't Aren't know. Are 2021 picks probably going to be less valuable than any draft ever? Well, how about this? Maybe they're more valuable because, like, the best guy might go 17th instead of second. But that's why, but that's why you just want to pile up picks all over yeah, the place. No, they, they are less valuable because the, the guy who goes 17th also might 
the guy who would go 17th had he played might have played himself out of the draft altogether. Yeah, we have no idea what people are doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, these, these draft picks are definitely. It's going to be a real crapshoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the offensive line for a second. So, the offensive line really struggled last year. Uh, Cam Robinson, your left tackle, missed two games and somehow still allowed 45 pressures, uh, which was uh, sixth most in the league. Andrew Norwell, who's next to him, is the highest paid guard in football. You know, he's, he's okay, I guess. Their center's probably the, the, their best lineman in, in Linder. But overall, again, a line that really struggled last year. And, you know, with a second-year quarterback and a team that, you know, other than Shark, doesn't have a lot of established, you know, NFL wide receivers downfield and, and, and who's depending on Fournette to run the ball 250, 300 times. What, what can we see from the line this year? I, I it's going to be the same five that we had last year. You know, we have had big problems specifically with our left tackle, Cam Robinson. He got injured in 2018 tore his ACL last year. He came back. He says he wasn't a hundred percent in 2019 so far in the, in this preseason, he said he feels a lot better. I, I still think he's going to be bad. And he lets up a lot of pressure for a quarterback that, you know, really needs the time. Gardner Minshew has a, a longer time to throw the ball, and a, and a longer release than, than most quarterbacks in the NFL. And when you have a guy like Cam Robinson at left tackle, that's not a good mix. Andrew Norwell is really not great. He's overpaid. Brendan Linder, like you said, he's, he's really solid. He's been a good center. And then our right guard, AJ Candy's kind of replaceable. And Jawan Taylor, it was his first year last year, granted, but he drew some of the most penalties in the league. Um, they're they're going to be, I think, probably somewhere along the like 24th or 25th ranked unit coming out of the season well, not ideal let me ask you a question here uh we got a lot of fantasy drafts coming up in the next week to 10 days who on this team other than fournette and shark is there a third player on the jaguars that you would recommend to people to draft for their fantasy team or no stick them all on the waiver wire <laughs> i think that you take a look at uh i think you take a look at chris thompson we, we signed him mm. from washington yeah uh in the I'll, tell, I'll tell you what the chris thompson fantasy experience is oh, he has one game with eight, he has one game with eight catches yeah everyone jumps on him and then he's not healthy again for the next 10 weeks yeah it's always fun to like if, if you're not watching his game Lou, let's see what chris thompson's doing one run for two yards eight catches for 11 yards well, listen, I can tell you because I had him last year. He was averaging in my league, which is half PPR, 11 point something points per game. Now, I'm focused on the per game average because he only had played like two games total. But I kept desperately trying to trade him to anybody for anything. I'm yeah, like, he, was me, on, he was on the back of a lot of rosters. Give me $1 a fab. You can't drop a guy who, play, who scores 11 points a game when he plays. It's just, you know, he never played. So, But you, but you think we should give him a late round flyer. He's also not a, he's not a real backup. Mike for Fournette, like he's his no. own. Thing. Yeah, no. Well, we're, when, we're when, when healthy, he could get sixty catches on this team easily. Yeah. I mean, he'll catch yeah. a lot of passes, but then yeah. who's the backup for Fournette, Mike? Yeah, Raquel Armstead's going to be the backup for Fournette. He's similar, kind of this like hard nosed aggressive runner. Chris Thompson, like you said, he's not Leonard Fournette's backup. He's going to be this. Jacksonville really struggled in the red zone and on third downs last year. They were really lowest in the league on, on both those things. And getting a guy like Chris Thompson, he's played with Jay Gruden. You know, he's familiar with that West Coast offense. He's, he's going to be someone. He's a catching, receive, uh, catching running back. He's going to be able to help us convert some of those third downs and score some touchdowns, I think, in the red zone. So that's where I think that he probably adds some value potentially in the fantasy uh, you know, position from the Jaguars offense. You're not a big believer that this is the year that Tyler Eifert finally plays 16 games. No. Uh, yeah. And I, don't I don't think a Jaguars tight end has start. been relevant since that one random year when Mercedes Lewis had 10 touchdowns. 
And then he had zero right. the next I year. Feel like I feel like Damon Jones remember had a, he had zero the next year. Yeah, Damon Jones had a few good minutes in the late 90s, but I don't know if he put together a full season. <laughs> in the late 90s, we're going, we're going back to... Uh, the Jaguars have not a, are not a tight end team, really. Yeah. They've never really no. been a tight end team. Kyle Brady. And I don't even think Tyler Eifert's going to start this year. I think it's going to uh, be James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, I mean, they're battling it out right now in, in mm-hmm. camp, but, um, you know... From what I've heard, you know, James O'Shaughnessy is kind of out showing him in, in training camp, and he knows this offense a little bit better. Like you said, Tyler Eifert's kind of washed up at this point. Do you know, uh, Alex, who the backup quarterback to Gardner Minshew is on this team? Yeah, it's Glennon, right? Yeah, it just seems like if you're going to go with Gardner Minshew, and we Why talked about it? this. We, we talk, I t- were you there? I talked about this with um, – oh, you were not there, with the uh, Bears guy. And I think those – if you look at, like, the two teams in the league that almost certainly do not have the quarterback of the future on their roster. I think you'd have to say Chicago and Jacksonville are not that they certainly don't, but I'd say everyone else is ahead of them on the list. Is that a hot take that, you know, Trubisky and Foles or Minshew and forget about even my mentioning Mike Glennon's name that, you know, the quarterback of the roster on these two teams is not there. quarterback of the future. Yeah, I, I think that we're really, uh, once again, to kind of bring it back to a high level, I, best case scenario, the Jaguars tank this season and mm-hmm. we, you know, just get Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year. That's best case scenario. And I, and I unfortunately, I'm not even sure that's what's going to happen. But uh, uh, no, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the answer. I think that he's a really fun, exciting player. Like he, he's, he's really fun to watch. He's explosive. He's going to potentially have a long career in the NFL as kind of a guy that bounces around from team to team. But he's not the answer, and Mike Lennon's just there to to back him up. But um, I, I don't. I, I think Gardner Minshew is going to be, you know, decent. Uh, let me ask you this, Kiva: Would you rather have, would you rather have Sam Darnold this year or Gardner Minshew this year? Uh, Darnold. I'd rather have Darnold. Yeah, like, I know. I know. I that's, not, that's insulting. I, I <laughs> just thought I'd throw it in there. No, I I agree. I mean, I'd rather probably have Trevor Lawrence <laughs> next year than Darnold, but you know, I didn't know. I didn't know that was an option. No, right, I, I, I want to throw mentioned. some. Yeah. I want to throw some Michael, uh, some Jaguars trivia at Michael. He's a he's a fairly young man and uh, and relatively young in his Jaguars fandom. So this might be a little bit Even tough. Even younger, yeah. But um, I'm looking at the uh, six leading receivers in Jaguars history. You got two running backs, two receivers, and two tight ends in the top six. Uh, a hint is that both tight ends have been mentioned on this podcast by name in the last few minutes. So you tell me the six leading uh, receivers in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. Uh, you said two running backs. Yeah. You know, like you said, I'm admittedly I am a new Jaguars fan. Yeah, well, keep like fill in for your gaps. In 2000, Maurice Jones-Drew probably is a running back. Yeah, he's number four, 335 catches. Yeah, uh, and uh, Miller. Uh, which Miller are we talking about? What's his first name? Is it? Mm, Keith, I'm going to need your help already. Yeah. All right. The, so the, the running back the, probably the first Miller is tight end Miller, Zach right? Miller with 45 Zach catches. Miller. Okay. Yeah, he had 45 catches in his Jaguars career. So no. So yeah, uh, so quite. the running backs will be Taylor and MJD. Yeah. Uh, do you want to guess receivers, or do you, would you rather uh, I I go through it, Mike? Oh, the uh, one one definitely that actually in the current um, receivers coach with the Jaguars is Keenan McCardwell. Yep. Yeah. Keenan McCardell. Keenan McCardell. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Jimmy Smith, who yeah. uh, who is borderline the, Hall of Famer. Yep. Yeah, there was a weird documentary. And that then when the I two was... tight ends, both of whom uh, names we've mentioned. Mercedes Lewis. Who, yep. and Kyle Brady? Yeah, Kyle Brady, sixth on this team in receptions all time. Not great. 
Yeah. No, he's a blocking tight end. And well, it wasn't even his main team. His main team was the Jets, I think. Yeah, well, he's uh, sixth on this team all-time in receptions. So there you go. He's uh, seventh on the team all-time in yards. And he is uh, – where does he come in touchdowns? He's um, – oh, he's a little bit down below. Oh, he's tenth all-time in touchdowns. So, yeah, Kyle Brady, an immortal Jacksonville Jaguar. I wanted, I wanted to ask – sometimes Chester forgets to, you know, skips over the coaches. I want to. I want to talk about Doug Marone for a second, Mike. What would you, on a scale of zero to ten, and elaborate? Well, hold on. By say? the way, Akiva, he played yeah. twice as long on the Jaguars as the Jets. He was drafted by the Jets, played four seasons there. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. He, you're right. You're right. He was in Jacksonville for a while, but he was really a blocking tight end in Jacksonville. I mean, uh, he just an enormous man, Kyle. Brady. He was one of the leading t- uh, tight end receivers in the league. Year, you know, sixty-four catches one year. So I don't think that's correct. But yeah. uh, Mike, Doug Marone, yeah. yay, nay, what do you think? Nay, yeah, I, I think that you know entering his fourth season, he was he was never meant to be the head coach. He was the you know the interim head coach when Gus Bradley left, and he just kind of kept that 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 place. And I think that uh, he's part to blame for some of the reasons why we're having issues. There was that game last year against Texans where him and Jalen Ramsey are yelling at each other on the sideline, and and I think that he's had some poor poor play calling. I think that he was probably meant to be a defensive coordinator. And that's mm-hmm. where he, um, you know, is best. And I think that most likely he's probably not the top, but one of the top more likely coaches to get fired this offseason. So hold on a second. <laughs> You're, uh, you told us guarantee you got to hammer that over a four and a half. But you haven't been too optimistic in most of the positions. Yep. And now you say the coach is going to get fired in the offseason. <laughs> well, four and a half is such a low number, Alex. I don't think that's so crazy. Well, but if a yeah, team goes think, way you know, over their over-under, there's no way that they fire their coach. That's not true. You could go six and ten and still fire Marone. I mean, six and ten is still bad for his four. You know. Yeah. His... Well, why, why don't we run through the schedule and see where we can actually find six wins? How about that? Mm-hmm. And right, so regardless, we... I'm happy we got rid of Tom Coughlin. He yeah. was like, uh, yeah. Well, again, you know, the NFL was literally that. telling players that they couldn't go there. So, yeah, you had to get rid of him. Um, week one, you guys are at home against the Colts. Yeah, uh, that's probably going to be a loss. Okay, then week two at Tennessee. I'll give us a win. Oh, they go into Tennessee and win. Wow. Yep. We always win. We always win. You know, this isn't the Thursday night game that we usually like to see the Jags Titans on Thursday night, but usually they'll, they'll, the Titans Jags is the rivalry of the AFC South. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to, yeah. I gotta say, if the Titans are losing at home in week two to Jacksonville, then their uh, return to the playoffs is uh, iffy at best. Uh, Week three, you are on Thursday night football, short rest uh, against the Dolphins. I'll, I'll give us a win here. And then week four at Cincinnati. Loss. All right, so two and two, you're at Houston in week five. Loss. And then you play the Lions in week six. Win. All right, so three and three coming into the bye. Doug Murrow, mm-hmm. coach of the year candidate at that point. <laughs> uh, after the bye, you start in Los Angeles against the Rams. It gets really hard on, the, on this back half. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll give us a loss here. All right, and then uh, Houston the next week. Finish the season series against Houston. Yeah, I'm gonna give us I'm gonna give us a win just because I think we can win one of these games against the Texans. Okay, so four and four solidly in the playoff race. You go at Green Bay the next week. And this is where it really gets ugly for a while. Loss. Okay, and then Pittsburgh. Loss. Cleveland. Um I'll go win. Okay, Cleveland. so five and six at Minnesota in December. That's gonna be a loss. Five and seven. Tennessee, can you sweep the Titans? No, we'll go one and one. All right, five and eight, and then at Baltimore. Definitely, definitely a loss. Five and nine, the Bears in week 16. And we'll lose there. Five and 10, and then at Indy to finish the season. 
And I, I think that, um, you know, I gave us a win in the beginning. Uh, I'll give us a loss here. That would that would put us at, uh, you know, five, five wins. But I do yeah. think that there's a potential. Still taking me over. Okay. Right. I got to say, it's funny because obviously nobody is, you know, I mean, not nobody. There may be some teams selling tickets in limited fashion. But when you go to the ESPN schedule for every team, it still shows like, uh, a column for how to buy tickets from Vivid Seats or whoever the sponsors that shows up here, and it shows the price. The Jaguars tickets are dirt cheap. I mean, you can get tickets for $44, $35, $32, $41, $46. I mean, this is the cheapest ticket in the league. And it's, it's not just a home thing. It's, it's on the road. At, at Tennessee, they're 44 bucks. At Cincinnati, 42 bucks. At Houston, 35 bucks. At Los Angeles, 32 bucks. Um, the only ones you know, at Green Bay is a little more at the Vikings a little more at Baltimore is only $47 uh, well, Baltimore Ravens home game in December for 47 bucks. So if you want to travel around the country watching the Jaguars this year and they're selling tickets in any of these places, you can, uh, can get in for pretty cheap. So that's an upside. Wait. And they're happy to have you. Like, they're just happy to sell tickets. And that's yeah. the thing. I mean, they'll like, they'll let you sleep on their couch and buy you a hot dog, let you yeah. slide a glizzy. Like they'll, they'll, they just want you to come. Yeah. They just want to steal the show. All right, Keith, what right. else do we have to say about the Jaguars? Um, is there a is there a breakout player, a guy we're maybe not thinking of, Mike, who you think might might uh, become a name this year or, or become you know a, a, like guy who might not be a starter now but will be in the lineup or a person that will get some na- national recognition in twenty twenty? I don't know about twenty twenty, but someone I'm excited about is Colin Johnson. We drafted him this year in the fifth round. He's six foot six, and mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be a guy that potentially will be you know, going for those jump balls in the end zone. And I think that he's just because of his size is going to be someone to keep an eye on over the next season or two. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because every single team in the league picked like an exciting receiver in the second round, if, other than the three teams that picked one in the first round. And Chanel's definitely up there. He's like absolutely electric, great yak guy. Um, but like some of these guys have to be busts, uh, unless like they were just in the golden era of receivers. Like there, it was such a stacked like A minus receiver class. I'm fascinated to see. You know, you guys picked two, like you mentioned, Colin Johnson is more of a project. Chano is is you know possible that he'll you know be on the field for you know starter snaps this year, but we'll see. Yeah, in short term, Lavisca Chanel could be definitely like our wide receiver too. He's definitely a guy that that could be good this season, no doubt. Um. Alex. Yes. Um, all right. Hey, what's, what your, what's your take on the four and a half over under? Yeah. So the four and a half is such a low number. Such I'm a low number. Over. It's hard uh, to. Because, yeah. It, it, like if you said, if you said six and a half, it's well, like, then, well, yeah. this team sucks. Yeah. But five and a half, I still think I would, at, the, at bare minimum, not, not spend money on the under but yeah four and a half i'm going uh, i'm going over yeah sure. i mean somebody's gonna go two and 14 but it's not usually the team you're expecting yeah and you can't guarantee yeah and you can't guarantee i mean like it's not like they're in a loaded division or anything like yeah that. i mean who you know who would have seen gardner Minshew coming last year so who knows what who who they could produce this year that can sort of similarly sort of outperform expectations and, and give them sort of nfl caliber we get, performance we've been we've been doing this a lot can we get afc south quarterback rankings mike do you want to do that yeah um I'm probably going to put uh, Deshaun Watson first, mm-hmm. uh, then Phillip Rivers, Ryan okay. Tannehill, Gardner Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, I don't think not there's a lot a of debate. Ton, there's not really a ton of debate. Two and three, some might swap, but that's about it. Right. If you want to think like Rivers is watched, but Alex is on the, we haven't done a Titans podcast yet when we speak, but uh, Alex is really on the Tannehill's going to fall down back to earth. You were already on that in January. Yeah. Same thing so. with Foles. You know, you can't give these guys these massive contracts based on there's a reason that you got these guys for literally nothing, right? Tannehill was signed for $2 million in the offseason as a backup because nobody wanted him. 
Yeah. And he has a great run, and admittedly, it was a great run, and it was much longer and more substantive than I anything. I think Tannehill's. There are similar. I do think like Tannehill has had more problems staying on the field and staying healthy, and like his baseline is not that low. Like I do think Tannehill's going to be worst case scenario if he wants to be like a McCown Fitzpatrick guy who like is a starter for like one of the worst teams every year. Well, that's um, not a guy you give 118 million dollars to. I agree, of course. Of course way, that's not saying. true. Can I tell you his games played? Um, Ryan Tannehill, 16 starts, 16 starts, 16 starts, 16 starts, 13 starts, 11 starts. And then last year, once he became the starter, he started every game. Didn't so he miss a full year? No, he's missed. Oh, excuse me. Yes, he missed all of 2017. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, and okay. he never really came back from that in 2018. Which yeah. Is why they got rid of him. Tw- yeah. 20, well, but 2018, his numbers weren't terrible. Yeah, but Miami Who's was the best coach he ever had before, before Vrabel? Like, you know, who's the best receiver he ever Adam Gase? With? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, there are, there are he reasons. He had Brandon Marshall one year, didn't he? Yes, there are reasons yeah. to think that he might he might be. Listen, you're still trying to back up. What was it? Your 2016 Super Bowl pick? What year was that? Uh, yeah, I think 2016. I don't know what year you picked him. So yeah, well, yeah. we have Adam Gates now. 2016. Uh, that's the year they that they had the playoff game against the Steelers, right? Who Miami? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, are, so, have we been bombed yet? I, we might. We might not actually be yeah. at 32 minutes. I don't All know. All right. I think we've probably been bombed. All right, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.